It's the Saturday Friends Club. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Saturday Friends Club, your Saturday uh, paradise away from whatever you are doing and uh, your ability to hear us gab on about whatever topic we're currently talking about. <laughs> Hi, we're going to help you procrastinate with something. Sure, yeah. yeah. Are, do you need to do the dishes? Do you need to do laundry? You need to be productive today. Yeah, do you right. need to drive a long distance and you have nothing better to do but listen to us blab on about some movie you may or may not have seen? There you go. Perfect for you. That's that's the tagline. Let's just Do you need these in your do you need this in your ears so you can nod your head every once in a while? Perhaps giggle as your boss looks across the room at you and goes, "There's a productive member of my team." Is the sound of the sound of silence or the sound of your own thoughts unbearable to you? <laughs> oh god, yes. Oh my god, that's actually why I listen to podcasts. That's creepy. Do, do pod, <laughs> then we podcast, have the product for you. Our podcast the only thing staving off your inevitable existential dread. If I if I listen to silence enough, I can hear my own thoughts. I don't want to hear my own thoughts. I shouldn't hear these thoughts. So hi, welcome to the Saturday Friends Club. Uh, uh let's go through. Uh, I'm Josh. Hi, how are you? Hi. Nice to meet you. Hi, Josh. Uh, we have uh have Eric over there. Okay. Hey, how you doing, man? <laughs> I wasn't expecting me next. I'm in the middle. I know. Well, I mean, I gotta change this up every once in a while. I think I'm usually second though. So something like that. Uh, Mags is here. Hi. Hey, Mags. Hello. We're doing this a little more NPR all of a sudden. I mean, it's it, yeah, I'm okay. With, I'm, I'm okay with that. All right, well, thank you, and uh, Sabrina is over here. Thank you for joining us. Stop! <laughs> oh, no, we're morning zoo. No, I quit. We're not. Uh-uh. You also busted out somebody's eardrums all of a sudden. Yeah. I... Wake up, because I know it's the morning, and you need to wake up, and wake you up, haven't America. had a cup of joe, so I'm gonna yell at you. The problem is, this is every morning too. <laughs> That's just, just like, what she sounds like when she's. I, I, I wake up and she's just Randy Man Savage from, from every, the get go. Every morning, Sabrina like, wakes me up like, at 5 a.m. by honking a foghorn. Well, you know what? It, it's better than waking like, up. She just shoots up like the alarm goes off. It's like one quiet beep. She just shoots straight up, like completely bored. Her heads, you know what? Right? Her heads are spinning around like <laughs> You know what? I kind of wish I would wake up like that. That'd be so nice to just be awake when yeah. you need to be awake. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, opposed to like 40. 45 minutes of honey, honey. I've had the opposite problem lately in which like I normally get up at five and like my brain has been waking me up at 430 and not like kind of like, and I'll roll over and go to sleep. Like, Hey, it's time to get some shit done. Yeah. It's, it's not. It, nothing good happens at 430. Nope. I can't imagine anything good happens at 430. I mean, like back home, maybe leaving on a fishing trip or something, but like even then just no. I wouldn't even want to wake up for a fishing trip at four thirty. My sure is good that the minnows are ready at this time of morning. <laughs> Who the hell catches minnows? You can use minnows to a fish. Very, yeah, you a use very minnows tiny to make. Net. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just used we to, We always like, bought them because we were lazy, but... I, I guess I just, I'm used to the lowest form of fishing, which is with worms. Yeah, not too many fish go after worms. Yeah, honestly, though, like... Uh, worms are sort of my irrational freakout point. Like, worms are the thing that I am irrationally afraid of. Uh, not to segue into anything important or productive. Um, Irrational fears? Yeah. So if a giant creepy clown, like, was to find your Uh your biggest... Uh Who turned the volume on on Sabrina? (laughs) Can we just, like, drop that down to, like, 80? (laughs) I I love it. It's the best... It laugh we've got going in this 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 uh, four person group, but like you're not that far. <laughs> is it is it because it's too close? 
Are, are we venturing too good? To, uh, she, is her Tim Curry too close? <laughs> her Tim Curry is too good. <laughs> too good. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about like irrational fears. For me, it's it's worms. Like, um, and it's so bad that like in my zoology class when we talk about like annelids, like I had to, uh, like, I didn't have to leave the room, but it was like. I always sitting on the edge of my chair, like, I was like, you know what, I'm just, in five minutes, like, I'm gonna, this next one, this next slide, and I'm just gonna go. Like, I'm just, and, you know, just, uh, eyeballs and annelids. Just can't handle them. Clowns don't bother me. No, they don't. Clowns are, clowns are fine. They're, they're wonderful patrons of happiness. The arts. Yes. Um, I think... The only thing, like, I do have one phobia, but it's a genetic phobia, so I'm not sure how much that actually, like, I think counts. It, I've never counts. heard of a genetic phobia. It counts, phobia. okay. Cause, I mean, because it's, it, 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 even though it's genetic, like, you can't control it, so it counts. Yeah, I have hemophobia, which is pretty much the fact of if there is blood, if there's the mentioning of blood, it, it, really, if it, it is so much that I've, like, listened to episodes of Sawbones. Ser- seriously, he took a light, a flashlight, showed it through his fingers, like, oh, hey, I could see my veins, and he kind of, like, yeah. almost fainted. So, so, yeah. In, yeah, so instead of normal uh, phobias, which are, like, the heightened heart rate and everything, like, you get really excited and kind of fearful, this is a body response that says, like, uh-oh, there's blood, blood is in you, you're obviously bleeding, so let me just drop your blood pressure super low so that you don't lose any more of that. Yeah, I mean, his, it's a very clever response, but... um, His, his reaction's actually not that bad. His, one of his sisters actually will faint if she sees blood. Huh. Yeah. Like, that's how bad it is. I, I thought that was only in cartoons. No, no it's, no. A real, it's a real yeah. thing. Yeah, and the, granted, like, it, it's funny because if it is, like, I can definitely have adrenaline overcome it. Like, if there's just something like, power through, all right, fine, I can, I can take care of it. But if it's just kind of like, it, it's always the weirdest things. Like, I was able to watch the movie 300 without problem all the way through. And there's tons of blood and gore and just stuff everywhere. But there's one scene right there at the very end where Leonidas is laying there and there's a bunch of the other Spartans. The heroic and, Gerard Butler. And there's one guy there who has a sucking, like, lung wound where you can see it go in and An out. Arterial. And I was like... Yeah, well, no, it's just the fact that because his lung is moving, like, oh. you can see a little blood, no blood, little blood, uh. no blood. And it's just like, oh, 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 I'm going to the bedroom right now. Um, yeah, it, it's really I weird because it's, it's really weird. Like, sometimes he'll be fine, and then other times all of a sudden he'll be like, okay, I can't look at the TV anymore, even though he could look at it, like, five seconds ago. It's just there's something specific that, like, triggers it. And in, in, in retrospect, I'm sorry that time I had to, like, I have to go for, like, a bad nosebleed. No, but sometimes, I, I mean, that doesn't do anything. Like, that, sometimes, huh. it's, it's for some reason, it's the pool or, like, knowing that, it, like, seeing the cut that it's coming out of, but there has to be a certain amount of it. Right. Like, it doesn't necessarily always happen. And it's stupid because, yeah, sometimes it will just be, like... It, sometimes it will just be the tiniest thing, like the light or hearing somebody talk about... um the Sawbones episode where they were talking about heart conditions and they were talking about how the blood moves from here to there to there to there. And, and I'm like, ha ha, ha ha ha. Yeah. That was definitely one of the weirder ones that I've seen you go through. Yeah. And uh, driving super fun. Cause I'm just there. Cause usually going, for you, it's a visual thing, but every once in a while, even just talking about it makes you like, well, that. cause I, th- I start visualizing 
like in my uh, like oh okay this goes here that goes yeah that makes sense oh wait a second <laughs> <laughs> oh connie take the wheel yeah it, it's it, and it definitely for me it is the uh oh hi here's the tunnel vision oh <laughs> so yeah uh what about you eric uh proving to you that i remember your name from last episode yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i don't know I, I my guess i think in general probably parasites <gasps> i was about to ask you if you read a book by carl zimmer but clearly you wouldn't no um yeah just uh, that that makes me really squeamish i hear you like are you talking about like skin or just in like like tapeworms or stuff like that or yeah I, tapeworms less i don't know like weird Weird stuff or populating parts of your body, which like less less than like le- less than like good for you. Or what about the amoeba that can eat your brain? I don't know. Like it, it, conceptually, does it have to be like a multicellular parasite? Uh, yeah, the more that's that's a little more. I don't know. So I like, just, if it has legs, is it, I, I yes, don't know why I'm pressing this button. Are you okay with me pressing? Yeah, this yeah, 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 no, no, no okay. this is not like a this is not like a reactive kind of thing. Okay, yeah, it's like a. a and also, like, I love Alien. I love the movie. Yeah, that was what I was running. Like, Alien no, is just... No, I don't know. Just, like... Stuff... Yeah, I don't know. That, like that a thing weird. with intent under your skin, yeah, making your I, intent its own. I think it's intent. Like spider bites. I actually don't... Well, I wouldn't... I don't care well, much for that. Well, you know, but those people that, like, let spider bites fester, and then they're just going, like... Like, yeah, pulling okay, that, gunk okay, out of it. That's not good. Also, yeah. like, any videos, like, those those frogs that hatch eggs out of their skin. Oh, is it... Ugh. Is... Does trypophobia mean anything to you? Yeah, I okay. think it's probably, I, I, I probably have like mild to moderate tryptophobia. Okay. So tryptophobia for the listeners uh, who don't know is like sort of the fear of, like it's sort of defined as the fear of holes, but like, you know, those lotus pods that you sometimes see in like floral <laughs> arrangements and they have just like little holes inside and you shake them and they rattle. And then people, the- and then people like Photoshop them onto skin and freak people out. Yeah. Or like the frogs yeah. who hatch their eggs on the backs. Like if, if looking at that sort of thing makes you uh, really uncomfortable, you may have some mild to moderate yeah, that's probably accurate. I think other than that, just like other stuff, I'm just like, I don't like, I don't, I love bugs, but I don't like cockroaches. That's probably a pretty, that's probably a pretty common thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sabrina. Um, I don't like spiders. She does not. Spiders. But Can it's confirm. weird. But it's weird. I kind of think tarantulas are cool, but they still kind of freak me out. Like, I like bugs, so it's hard for me to completely hate spiders, but if they're in the house, like, if they're outside, they don't bother me as much, but, like, when they're inside the house... The fact that spiders exist doesn't terrify you, but localized spiders. Like, spiders them- by themselves don't bother me, but, like, if they're in the house, I hate it, and then I don't like the close-up shots of their faces. Except for that one... The that cute one? Except for the cute one. Except when they have a cute water hat. Yeah. Oh, the, the meme of the cute spider that's just like, oh, hi, hi. Well, I think it's... I think it's so that it, it's because he has like two really big eyes, and then his uh, and his secondary thir- or whatever uh, his extra eyes are smaller, so I can focus on the two eyes, and, and I you can sort of humanize it. Two yeah, so that that helps. But like, I don't know. It's weird for some. Like, it's not just the. It's just it's too many eyes. <laughs> like it's weird. I can handle four. Too many eyes on this face. I can handle four eyes, but like once it becomes eight. Like, it bugs the crap out of me. And I don't know, it's too many legs, too. So sometimes I'm kind of like that with scorpions, but I don't really have to deal with scorpions in my daily life. So it doesn't really bother me. Um, and when, when I, when I was a kid, of course, I was super scared of the dark. And sometimes there's a knee jerk reaction in me, even though I'm older, where part of me tells me to be scared, but then my rational mind's like, there's nothing to be scared of. Oh. Oh, like, speaking of, like, wildly irrational fears, whereas I feel like touching eyeballs and touching worms is, like, 
you know, evolutionary, like, like, hey, that's a successful thing to be afraid of. Um, I am, like, legit, uh, like, nearly, par- not paralyzed with fear, but, like, um, being in a dark room with a mirror. <laughs> oh. Like, I'm like, no. Caprophobia? I don't know. I, I didn't th- know that anybody else had it. I, well, I think caprophobia is just fear of mirrors. I don't have, like, I'm not afraid of, like, I don't like looking at myself. Who does? Um, but, uh, like, if I'm in a room with a mirror, that's fine. But, like, if I'm in a room and I know there's a mirror in it, um, and the lights go out, like, suddenly, hmm. oh, like, that is really difficult. That is hard for me to bear. I think huh. it's because mirrors sometimes represent a portal. It's, it's like how part of me still doesn't like dangling my legs over the edge of the, of the bed, bed or you like when it's dark and I'm trying to sleep or blanket down first. Yeah. Or I don't like, like. I kind of like I'm okay because Josh sleeps on that side of the bed, but usually I don't like the closet door open either. Like usually the closet door has to be closed. So I think I kind if the mirror was across from me in the bed, I probably would feel really uncomfortable if the lights were out and I was sleeping across from the mirror. But luckily our mirror doesn't face me, so it doesn't bother me. But if it was right in front of me when I was sleeping, that would bother me because it represents another way for the quote unquote Other. other to come out. So the no, boogeyman, so, so to no, speak. So none of those weird, like, meditative chambers that are, like, mirrored on all sides. If there was a light in it, that would oh. be actually kind of cool, because, like, mm-hmm. I, playing with mirrors and mirrors is kind of neat. But, like, like if, if I'm in a bathroom and I turn the light out before I open the door because my coordination is off for whatever reason, like, it will, uh, uh, like, my heart rate will go up. Hmm. Like, I can feel it, and I, like, open the door faster, and I'm like, all right, well, great, we're out. Good, <laughs> done, done, safe, fine. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just feel like there's this kind of fear of seeing something in the mirror that w- if the lights are on, you won't see it. But if the lights go out and you see it, then it's just like, um, that, right, that would like, be... That cons- would really scare... And yeah. like, the thing is, I'm not usually scared. Like, supernatural scary things right. don't scare me. Like, watching movies, like, um, I don't know, I got like six minutes into Paranormal Activity and I was like, I'm bored. Mm-hmm. And I hate these people. <laughs> Wait, well, you're not you're not alone. <laughs> I mean, I know, but that was a huge yeah, like, yeah. right. Or like um, movies about like demonic possession. I'm like, oh, I don't. Okay, all right. I'm having difficulty suspending my disbelief, but I realize that's a me problem. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, I don't I don't believe in demonic possession, but those movies still kind of scare me. I mean, they're still kind of scary, but I don't believe in demonic possession. I do believe in ghosts. So ghost stories sometimes scare me. But I, I watched them to be scared, so it's my fault for watching them. <laughs> That's like, I'm you afraid of heights, but yourself. I rode this roller coaster anyway. Um, yes. She is also afraid of heights. I'm terrified of heights. We should stay here. <laughs> On together. the ground. You know what? It's not in the sky, buddies. It's not really the height right. that bothers me. It's, like falling. it's the idea of falling. I can be in a plane just fine. I can be actually like the smaller roller coasters that I've tried. I'm okay on. Yeah. Um, like step ladders though. Like, uh. Yeah. I I don't know. I do have a r- irrational fear of falling. I I actually one of my reoccurring nightmares is falling. Oh. Like, I mean, I have other ones, but th- that one, that's the only one that's ever come back as an adult. So it's just like, what the hell, body? Why would you be imagining falling all the time? Because it's weird. When you're dreaming, it actually feels like the sensation of falling in your dream. Right. So it's always like when I wake up after it, my heart's beating like super fast because it's just, oh, I hate that sensation. I, I definitely like, I used to have like a mild fear of heights, like sometimes, but then like I, my last job, I, I worked on rooftops all the time. So get rid of that pretty quick. Well, it's awful because sometimes I'll be playing a game. 
like even World of Warcraft. And if I'm too close to my character and I jump from a high distance, I'll get that sensation. Oh, she hated that. Like we would play World of Warcraft and I would force me to. I would not intentionally just jump off the highest thing I could find. He would just jump off of something. And then it's fun until it isn't. Yeah, and I would just follow him, not thinking about it, and then like, oh shit, I hate the way this feels. Just the just the way of just me running, and I just jump over a hill, and, and I would just follow like, oh, him, God! not knowing it was a jump. <laughs> oh my god! Like it, it does, and even though it's not a high graphics game, like just the seeing the falling, it I would feel it in my chest, and it always makes me go, oh shit! It's weird. I'm really sensitive to that for some reason. I hear well, you. So we've conclusively determined none of us here, at least currently, fear clowns, which I, I think this entire show is predicated on. Though Sabrina did at one point. Yes. Actually, oh. watching this movie is what caused me to be scared of clowns. It didn't help that I had a puffy clown yes, picture this. in my bedroom that would stare at me while I was trying to go to sleep and not be scared. What is with parents? Like... <laughs> Hey, so hey, when guys. two people love each other very much or have a failing relationship, <laughs> they feel like they need to bolster. But uh, also have children a, happy. But also have like this sociopathic need to introduce clowns to their children's life. I you mean, love this giant creepy clown staring at well, them. It was a cute. It was a cute clown. It wasn't. Uh, you know, thinking about it now, it's like it didn't look anything like it. It was a cutesy clown, and then it, its partner was a little fluffy cloud with a rainbow coming out of it. Aww. So there, it was like a matching set. They went together. That's how, so that's did, how they you, get you. did you like make a concerted effort to get over it, or did you just like slowly grow less sensitive? Um. Well, I it I had like a really hard time because I like I said I was also scared of the dark, and then I also um kind of like once thought I saw the boogeyman so it I would just constantly have nightmares from and it, it's a it's a it's a collection of all the scary movies I grew up watching because my dad for some some reason even as a little child let me watch these really scary movies so I actually didn't get over my nightmares until I was about 11 and it's because I forced myself to confront because what I would do is if I would have a nightmare, I had this trick where if something bad was happening, I could blink in my dream and it would wake me up before anything bad could happen to me. So what I did is I forced myself to face my nightmares, let it actually happen, let whatever it was attack me. If I was falling, let myself fall and hit the ground. Like I just, I just forced myself to go through the whole thing. And after a few cycles of the same dreams happening again and me constantly facing them, eventually I got rid of all my nightmares. That's interesting. Cause I had something similar with mine where I was just like, once I realized it was a dream, my thing, my idea was like, okay, open my eyes as wide as I can and that will cause me to open my eyes outside the dream. Yeah. I mean, it was weird. Like there, there's some things I can, like, I can't really control my dreams that well, but that was the only thing I could really control was blink to wake up. Or face it. So, like, every once in a while, I'll have a dream that I had when I was a kid that was scary. But because, like, I'm an adult now, and even if I have nightmares, like, they don't affect me like they did when I was a child. Because I remember I, like, I slept, like, I would sometimes try and sleep in my parents' bed as much as possible. That's how scared I was. And it took, and until they forced me that, you know what, you're getting too old, you can't sleep in the bed with us anymore, that, and I think that's when I started forcing myself to really just like face them because it's, it gets tiring to go to sleep and then be scared while you're sleeping and then wake up scared because you had this awful dream. You know, I just, I, and at 11, at that point, I'm too old for that shit. 
Like, I really shouldn't have been having having nightmares still, but I still was. That's how badly they affected me. But that, just forcing myself to face it allowed me to get over it. And that helped. I mean, I was still a little bit scared of the dark. Um, but, you know, as I got older, I was just like, you know, there's no reason to be afraid of clowns. There's no reason, there's no reason to be afraid of the dark. The boogeyman's not real. I just had to keep telling myself these things. What if they're Tim, but what if they're Tim Curry? (laughs) 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 There you go. What about a well-timed little cue there? Uh, so yeah, our, our topic today brought by Sabrina is it. Enough Facing to, my nightmares not, again. Not the IT crowd. No, not the IT crowd. <laughs> A different... Richard Ode, terrifying. Uh, so anything you'd like to say before we begin, Sabrina? Um, I would like to preface this by saying I I know why this scared me when I was a kid. I understand 100%. But as an adult... I was just too excited to see the scenes that had Tim Curry in it and watch him be a clown. And I mostly was just like going, God, he's such a good actor and he's hilarious. I don't know why this is scary anymore, but like, I I understand why I found it scary as a kid. Yeah, uh, absolutely. All right. Well, let's get into it. It is now time for the miniseries Stephen King's It. Nice sedate intro for us. That music is way spookier than anything the that actually happened in the movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I might be like sort of uh, spoiling the mystery of what we think about it, or at least what I think about it some uh, of the, early. Some of the movie had some of that like that weird kind of early nineties like synthy music in it, and it was like very distracting. Well so when, I like this I like synthy eighties, nineties music though. I agree. I think some of it in this movie was like way too clashy. Well, I will say that the if you look for the main intro, this is what you hear. Oh that's okay. <laughs> Wow, it's terrifying in the information. I know. How horrible. Hor- horrible. Hor- hor- how harrowing. It's Um This is I I, I realized that like, I was like, alright, this is a Stephen King. Uh, so there's a there's a lot of annoying elements of this story. So the only thing I know about Stephen King is that he's a horror writer, that he had a drug problem, and that everything takes place in Maine. Yes, everything always takes place in Maine, and hey, yeah. Uh, well, Stephen King is a big supporter of writing, which you know. So he bases a lot of his places in towns that he made up, but are basically in Maine. Right. Where because he is. Because that's where he is, that's where he grew up, so he knows that area the best. So. Writing, line, writing lines of, of text in between lines of cocaine. Because, <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Also, uh, that he was almost murdered by someone in a van? I know that. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was an accident. They didn't try to murder him. I mean, it I was... know murder wasn't the right word. I was... But yeah, he was hit with he was hit with a truck. He, he was hit by a, with a truck, and then subsequently, just everything afterwards was just like, let me just write about getting hit by a truck, uh, because everything has to relate to real life. So trucks are now terrifying. Maine. Everything is about me, yeah. and I'm about Maine and trucks. All right, so, so this this story is like rife with Stephen King isms. All right, so let's go through it. It is 
<laughs> it's so funny. Everything has to start with it. So, can then, you clarify your antecedent, please? Well, it is a 1990 American uh, American Canadian super near. <laughs> Let's try this. It is a 1990 American Canadian supernatural horror drama miniseries directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, adapted by Wallace B. Cohen from the Stephen King novel of the same name. The story revolves around an interdimensional predatory shapeshifter, which has the ability to transform itself into its prey's worst fears, allowing it to exploit the phobias of its victims. So how come it was never, like, the Russians? (laughs) (laughs) Like, doesn't this movie take place in, like, the 60s and 70s, like, when they're children? So so one of them just transforms itself into a nuclear explosion. <laughs> like, why was nobody like Gorbachev? Like, why was nobody, like, why was not Stalin? I mean, like, like in the in the Cold War, they were a lot scarier. It things. was the true Red Scare. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe red, not the when your kids. Scare. It was a predecessor to Gorbachev, Uncle Trunky. Yeah. Uh, it mostly takes the form of a sadistic, wise-cracking clown named Pennywise, played by Tim Curry. Uh, the protagonists are the Lucky Seven or the Losers Club, a group of outcast kids who discover Pennywise and vow to destroy him by any means necessary. The series takes place over two different time periods. The first, when the Losers first discover Pennywise as children, and the second, when they're called back as adults to defeat Pennywise, who has resurfaced. The first the first part of this, which is like tip Stephen King's stand, like Stand By Me, and the second part is like yeah, some weird eighties thing. God, like the the first, it takes. I swear to God, like the first hour is just like because uh, you have a little bit of the like what I'm gonna call the later present and the earlier past, even though they're both past <laughs> okay, now. Basically, yeah. the whole movie, like the first whole half of the movie, is it just mostly feels like flashbacks. Yeah, it's it's like this is here's exposition for seven characters. Ready? Oh, One, this... two. Oh God. That, that was driving me crazy. It's yeah, like, no, I was oh. watching it. I was watching it while I was working, and I was just like, okay, when are we going to get to... Oh, this is three... Oh, uh, well. It's a round table of flashbacks. Well, I think I think they did it that way because that's how basically the book was written. It was written in the present, quote-unquote, with them going back and looking at the past. So I think they were trying to have oh, the same feel as the book. Sure, and I'm sure that, book. that probably works a lot better in book. In the book. But Right. And I'm saying, for people who might be listening, you probably heard of this and maybe not seen it, like, oh, is that supposed to be the real scary, like, clown thing? It's like, uh, yeah, it does not hold up well. Uh, the book it's based on is famously long. It's 1,400 pages. And this miniseries is long and feel like it is three hours, which is, you know, beefy on its own. But it like it really makes you feel every passing scene of this of this story. Well, like, the sheer number of flashbacks just feels like it doubles the length of the movie. Yeah, and it was originally conceived as a four part eight hour series. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, well, and you know probably that they were going to stretch out things and go into further details. But everybody I mean, fell asleep, so they had to stop filming. I mean, okay, I understand. Curve, I can't do this. I understand the flashbacks in like the. F- first part and i understand because it's a mini series once you get to the second part maybe they have to go back to parts from the first Do one a little refresher but, sure yeah but like the how often they did the flashbacks in the second half what or what bothered me because i'm like well if we watch the first part we don't need to see the constant flashbacks because all you're doing is repeating flashbacks that you showed in the first part they, that's what irritated me i, I tread some ground i think also just like this like 
I guess maybe this is a more mo- like I mean we don't want to upset the the Stephen King's vision here, but like there's like too many characters. There are too many cooks. He yeah. he. Just so you know, this is just Stephen King's style. A lot yeah. of his stories evolve multiple characters. Right, but it's like like there do not need to be seven characters because every character has their own tortured backstory. Right. Yes. And it's like I don't know. Like this is like okay, I get it. Right, so yeah, like, you get introduced to them as adults, and so you see, like, their terrible, like, shallow, empty life as an adult, and then it flashes back, and so, like, you have, like, a four-minute establishing scene, I'm gonna call it, and then, like, an eight-minute flashback. So, like, every character gets 12 minutes-ish of, like, establishing, expository, and and it's just so slow, and they're all terrible. And right after another, sometimes, too. Yeah, no, exactly. They come, like, chunk, 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 well, chunk. Okay, and then, I, I, like, we've, we've said this several times today, but, like, I'd say that if you could boil this thing's problem down to of a couple words, it's tonal whiplash. <laughs> tonal whiplash this is, is sort like of the a, accidental scary theme. Yeah. I know this is I know this is Stephen King, and some people are like, all right, that's how Stephen King writes it. It's just his thing. You know, like, yeah, I get it, but it's I like, don't know, no, 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 no. I don't think the tonal shift was is a Stephen King thing, because... Most of his stuff, it might have some parts where, you know, ah, ha, ha, but, like, that's only, like, maybe in the beginning before shit hits the fan. Wait, hold on. What was funny in this movie? Not, like, funny, funny, but, like, I know what he's talking about. In the movie, in the movie itself, there were these weird points where it's like, oh, serious, serious, serious. Oh, we're going to have this fun little scene where we do stuff together, and it's no longer scary. Like, the the, the Chinese food scene. Even though though we've just hit a scene where something really scary happened, we're just going to laugh it off, like, two seconds later. Or, like, yeah, like, when, oh, God, when that bicycle scene with the two grown men. Oh, yeah, 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 that one was really (laughs) awkward. And it goes on forever, and I'm like, this is... That was really awkward, I agree. I mean, like, we're in the age of the, like, the the ungrown-up grown-ups. You know, like, this is the age of the man-child, and even I was like, <laughs> well, uh, can y'all tone down your... Can we just, yeah, can we keep moving? And, and, like, I, I, no, I'd say, I really would maintain that's a Stephen King thing, because the other movies he that are that he's written, or he's done, and then they've been adapted to a movie, have the same thing. I don't remember seeing that in any well, of his other stuff. So this is my only Nothing experience that- with Stephen King, except for, what is it, the... The wall, the 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 one book where the uh the like a field dome, the dome. Is it called the dome? No, it's fine. Um, where the dome sets off a like curtails a town. And oh I yeah, read, yeah, like, that that was the, first, the mini. That was the series on Amazon. Uh, forty. I maybe read the first forty pages of that okay. and then never found it again. I've also seen uh, parts of Red Rose, which is like 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 oh my god, that was just like this. It's just like it's like it's the the plot. The see this is, you know like uh, way too many characters go into a haunted house and we're gonna examine. <laughs> We're going to examine, like, one of them is psychic, of course, and so, like... Way too many characters goes into a haunted house. Sounds like a great comedy series. (laughs) Red Red Rose just seemed too much like The Haunting for me. It's, it's like, imagine... But I actually liked Red Rose better than The Haunting. uh, It's so much, like, pointless talking. (laughs) But it was a miniseries, so it wasn't one movie. It was, like, spread across, like, six parts, wasn't it? Yeah. So, I don't know. This, This is, like... I mean, okay, here, here, here's my thing. I am a Stephen King fan, but I prefer his older stuff. Okay. Like, I think Salem's Lot was a good book. Um, okay. the, the movie, on the other hand, eh, but they- No, wait, fucked- is Misery, is Misery a Stephen King? Yes. Book? I've Misery, seen that. Misery was really good too. Mm. 
Um, even though he doesn't want to have anything to do with The Shining, I thought The Shining was a good movie. I mean, there is good shit in there. Oh, that's what, that's right. That was Stephen But King. you have to remem- remember how many books this man fucking has written. They're He's not all going to be powered, fucking gold. Powered by drugs and alcohol. Not- a lot of books. I, like, yeah, a good chunk of them. But, I mean, that's probably why his older stuff's better than his newer stuff, though. Yeah, so, I, the, this- this this series clearly engenders a lot of a lot of emotion and opinions, but yeah, I I see what they were trying to go for, but this is like this is three hours, like I in one pass I could cut a full. I'm sure I could cut like a full hour out of this, out and, of this series. And we should say the reason that we decided to go for for covering it was because of the new the new series. Yeah, they are out. they are going to redo it, but it's going to be an actual theatrical release. They are going to do the same thing the miniseries did where they're going to split off the story into two parts. At least that's what the Wikipedia article said. Right. I don't know if that's 100% true, but it def based on the trailers it definitely looks like the first one is going to be focused on the kids when they first encounter it. And then the second one will be like the miniseries where it'll probably be the adults coming back to face it 20 years later. Yeah. Or 30 years later, however yeah. long it was. All right. So do we want to get down into the nitty gritty and the bits and pieces of this? Oh, uh, sure. Of it? All right. Let's start at this. In Derry, Maine, 1960, a young boy named George Georgie Denborough is lured to a storm drain by a strange yet seemingly kind man dressed in a clown costume named Pennywise. That's your first problem. Trusting strangers, trusting clowns, and don't worry, they all float. Yeah, yeah, that, that but only is, in one place. Yes, not everybody floats everywhere else. No, just down here. Just here? D- down, down here. Down here. We, the, what do they, we all do here? They float. That line made like like I, I got it. And I then, don't like, understand what was scary about that line. Well, it made like less and less sense as it went along, and like you were saying, like he eventually just kind of gives up on it. Well, I mean, I guess like the first time, like he's sitting in a storm drain, he's like, they all float down here. Well, but he doesn't even say that. He he says, "Oh, they float, Georgie. They float." Like he doesn't actually say that line of right, and "We all about- float down here" right. until later. Yeah, it's yeah. But, yeah. I, and then they hmm. use it over and over and over during the first part. They is he talking about the like what I like the more I think about like this line when I'd heard it the first time before I'd seen the movie I had it out of context, which meant that I had to invent my own scary context for it. And I was like, you know, when as you do, you, like the bodies best, floating, like right body. I was like, oh great, what is? I mean, not oh great, good heavens. Yeah, that's okay, what's <laughs> well, oh, yeah, well now with, you're the monster. Yeah, that's what I I've, thought. Uh, it's too. always been in me all along. Um, so yeah, and then he's talking about balloons, and I'm like. Bruh, you cannot make balloons scary. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I, I agree. Like when I for, when I always thought he meant the bodies floating in the water. But now that I think about it, when you get to the end and you see all the bodies up in the web and how they're floating up there in the web, I Where? think that's Where are they what floating? he meant. On they're not really. No, no, no. What was the preposition that you used? Well, down there. Uh, no, well, they're all floating up there in the web. Well, but they're down there. Well, they're still down in the sewer. But it's they're on the web. Guys, I don't this, know, like this, this miniseries has problems. <laughs> I'm not saying it's correct. I'm just oh, saying yeah, no, I think I, maybe I that's you. what he meant in the end. Yeah, I, but yeah. it's unclear. Like, so first of all, like the song that the little girl is singing at the very opening gives the answer away immediately. Hmm. Oh right. What is she singing again? It's I don't a, remember. It's a bitsy spider. Itsy bitsy spider. Oh, Water yeah, spout, yeah. I didn't even spider. think about that till now. Yeah, yeah neither. That is true. 
Well, well it's three hours. Yeah. It's kind of hard to remember something well, from... Well, okay, so, like, the first character we run into is the guy who invented Skynet. Well, I, I first want to talk about Georgie real quick, because I've been trying to figure this out. So, one, why does it kill them? Well, when... Yeah, what what does it gain... This is something... Okay, going all the way to the end of the series, too. They never explain this. Like, why does it kill certain people? Does it just, like drink the energy out of other people because they keep talking about like oh it like dismembered him and like and of course somebody who's actually read the book is going to be like oh you no, well, plebs well, well no but i mean like that's no. it's it's completely valid of just like we don't the mini series does not actually no, explain right, but yes. we're talking the, about the mini series right, yeah, we right. have to hold you, up on its own merits yes you can't right. you can't predicate a book like, uh, like a movie on like well you just had to have read the book yeah, well, right based, point of making a movie based on what i read on wikipedia they do explain so much more about it, where it comes from, and why it came here. Way more in the book, but yeah, right. that sure, is a it's problem. Fourteen hundred pages. If he didn't, I would be worried about what yeah, he's doing. Yeah, but that's the problem. At in- some point, he just prints a bit of the phone book in the middle. But yeah, that's the problem. In the movie, they don't ever explain that, so it doesn't really make sense. That you're just like, what the fuck is like, happening? It's hard to be scared because I don't know what it's doing. I don't know what it wants. I don't know any of the rules under which it operates. So right. I'm just like, what do you? What? Rules, I mean, they the cover. Rules are not defined. They, they 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 like glance over it in the movie where they talk like when they're going over the history and how they're like, oh, it comes back every thirty years, right? But that's like two hours in at that point. Yes. I'm like, and they also try to loop it back to like when because uh, a big part of this movie is like you have these bullies who have no motivation. <laughs> well, we'll we'll get oh, we'll get to sorry. them real quick. Uh, the last thing I want to say about Georgie is the fact that Georgie dies just simply by having his arm ripped off. Yeah, that's no, like- no, 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 no. They they said the body was pretty mutilated, that and that his ar- arm was even ripped off. Oh, okay, so it he wasn't, was able to pull yeah. him completely through. So it so it was it was weird. So I guess what it does, it attacks children. It feeds off of them somehow, but it just leaves them there. But then you have bodies in the web later on, so I don't understand what the difference is between the children and then the adults. Well, it gets at the end of the movie, the folks in the webs were all adults. Yeah, right? that's what I'm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. None oh, okay. of them were Sorry. the kids. The kids they would immediately find dead. Yeah. Like, well, he somewhere. said that he most loved to, to eat the children, and especially if they were scared. Yeah, yeah I, I guess it the part on- where he's like, "I am the destroyer. I am the eater of worlds and children." Yeah, that, like, that seemed like a scale. You just you just de-escalated. Yeah, I guess it immediately like popped out. I would yeah, conquer the world, they- and also this French silk pie. <laughs> Cause, yeah, cause I think what they tr- were trying to get at when they were talking about it is like, well, it goes after kids because it just loves how much more scared they are. They have so much fear inside. And so I think it just, it doesn't just feed off of like blood or whatever like spiders do. It also feeds off of the fear. Like, I hear you and I understand that cause I, like, I get that it's a psychic, uh, alien beastie, but like, they don't tell you that. And like, the first time you see it feed, Georgie isn't scared. Yeah, he's like, uh, well, he is once he grabs his arm. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, hear but you. I'm, but I'm saying they do talk about it, but it's just like I said, it's really brief when he's going through the photo book and explaining what happened in the past. Well, it was really brief. It, its powers also seem to be highly variable because, like, they're plot dependent. Oh yeah, like uh, the, when he when the guy busts out of prison. 
What what that what yeah, that confusing that... series of scenes. Well, know, we'll get to said... that. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, let's let's. let's uh, what's going. the next thing? Well, uh, let's see. The so this is very condensed, so it's Good. it's going to go pretty fast. Uh, after a brief, let's see. Um, <laughs> yeah, murder. George. Okay, uh, George's other brother Bill is taunted by Pennywise as well, uh, which is the photo book scene, which I cannot believe. Which I can't- was actually. Maybe the only thing in this movie that I found frightening. That yeah, was that was actually like oh that was like ooh, that was cool. Like, keep like going. the the blood and then also the fact that like the mom's fingers were dragging through the photo book and covered. She was covered in it like and just like her fingers were dripping and she didn't even see it. Mm-hmm. Well, but I also love that the fact that you just told your grieving son to just be like just don't go in this room anymore. Yeah, just don't that give us that kind of ruined the whole scene. <laughs> it's like, don't, it's like forget what? about this kid we He's had. Grieving too. Why wouldn't you let his well, mom was my little reveal, brother? They reveal, reveal that later. Like, the, the, this is part of the mind control of the thing, and yeah. this is why the bullies are also so terrible. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, which but is it also didn't bold. make any sense. No, no, it doesn't. And in fact, it makes it worse because, like, if if I didn't have that, then I could be like, oh, these are grieving parents, and they feel like that that Billy was responsible, and like this could have been a character moment, like this could have right. defined characters, this could have created conflict, but instead it was just like people being needlessly vicious. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that they had a good thing going like there there's the concept basically was this that only kids could see it because kids are the ones who believe in it kids are the ones who believe in like boogeyman and stuff like that that's why they can see it and and grown-ups can't so it's the concept is like as kids there's this things there's like fears we have to face there's the boogeyman we have to face and then as we get older we tend to forget about it but it's still there in the back of your mind it's just it's a fuzzy memory at that point and when they're brought back in as adults they have to face those old fears again that they had as children you know like there's excellent bones here i just feel like and this is it's probably just adaptation sickness yeah and and also the fact that like throughout all of this none of the characters have any like nothing interesting to say no no they're all like but they're all gonna say it at length oh yes so like step one have tortured past yeah uh step two become hollow adult Step three, get bullied by the world's most stereotypical bullies. Yeah, I'm glad, like, I'm glad this takes place in 1960. I'm glad only, like, uh, they, they, they show the truth of only bad bullies were racist. Right. And, like, and, like, to reveal the, the bully, and, like, the townspeople just watch, and there's several scenes, and, like, to have that revealed to be, like, supernatural, there's, they're not, they're not mean because like they're people and they have stories right. or like nothing made them this way. Nothing uh, human made them this way. Them. They are just supernaturally evil, which is like, oh, this is so boring. Not nearly as interesting. Yeah. This, this removed all of the intrigue and tension. They're not evil because like there are forces within them or like it's human or it, it, they're evil because the alien made or the, they're mean because the alien made them. Well, then mean. they're just like the world's worst teacher. It's oh, like, God. oh, stop, like, stop it. Oh, you're uh, going to stay after detention. Yeah. I'm going to kill you. Say nothing. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of bullshit. Yeah, that does kind of make it so that you can just kind of find an out on everything. Right. Yeah. All right. So let's see. Uh, as said, he and the six other outcast tr- children form a group called the Losers Club, who discover they're all being tormented by the same mysterious clown. The rest of the group consists of the overweight but smart Ben Hanscom, yeah, asthmatic ben, Eddie Casbrick. Uh, who lives uh, with his overprotective mother, uh, Beverly Marsh, who lives with her alcoholic father, comical Richie Tozer, Jewish Boy Scout Stan 
Iris or Iris and African American student Mike Hanton. You notice he doesn't have any other like he doesn't have any qualifying anything. He's just the black guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He has a camera. We also have just the girl. Yeah. In turn, they all uh all of them are tormented by a clique of local bullies led by the cruel Henry Henry Bowers. One of their names is Belch. Yes. And he belches. He's credit yeah, that's what he does. That's why he's threatening. <laughs> I uh, that's right. Ben was Ben was like the the quote unquote fat kid, and when he grows up, he looks like Al from Home Improvement. <laughs> well, it's I don't it, think it's so. Josh Tim. Ritter. It's Jack John 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 Ritter. John, John, John Ritter. Ritter. <laughs> there is a Josh Ritter though. That is his less talent. He's like the lesser Belushi. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. That was no. I mean, I am owning I this mistake, so, but. <laughs> So the losers soon theorizing theorize that Pennywise is not just a deranged man in a costume. Uh, he is instead an otherworldly creature that surfaces every 30 years uh, to dairy to murder children and thereby dub him it. So he's like a terrible, lazy cicada. Yeah. <laughs> like instead of screaming all summer, <laughs> he, just, he just makes people supernaturally mean. Yeah. Also, one thing they don't particularly mention inside of here uh that I, I did that i found out in more of the uh series they they mentioned that it comes around every 30 years yeah but there's always but the, they don't really illustrate it there's always a beginning and ending event between it like they were mentioning like oh there was all there's these always a disaster involved these with it colonists being around disappeared. yeah these colonists or this factory fire you know yeah. the, there was always something but they, they always make it sound like there was one event but there's always two where there's a starting event and then there's an ending event like the uh the 1980s i believe it was like there was a, a woman that was beaten and killed by her husband which was the starting event and they don't really talk about what the like their childhood ending event was, but there obviously was one. Maybe it was just the attack was what ended yeah, it. Yeah, I think, I think it was them attacking it and forcing it back underground was the ending event. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's see. So not a deranged man. Uh, let's see. We, t let's see. Uh, to avenge Georgie, uh, and the others killed by it, the losers venture into the sewers where the clown lurks. They're followed by Henry and his friends, Victor, Chris, and Belch Higgins, uh, who threaten Stan only, uh, for it to kill Victor and Belch, but spares the terrified Henry, whose hair, and gives him like David Bowie. Yes, whose hair turns white. And he turns into uh, Billy Idol. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not as cool as Billy Idol. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I actually thought that was one of the other more effective scenes was uh, one of the the one bully getting like sucked into the pipe. Yeah, and his yeah, that, that was, was cool. His that legs cool. are at his chin. Yeah. yeah. It is Pennywise catches up with the losers and grabs Stan, bragging he is immortal and needs children. Guessing its powers are based around imagination, the losers fight back using the same power, melting Pennywise's face with imaginary battery acid, and Beverly smashes a hole in its head using a silver projectile. Pennywise escapes wounded, and the seven are made to promise to return and kill him should it resurface. Henry is arrested and institutionalized when he falsely confesses to murdering his friends and the other children killed by it, which doesn't seem... Was that actually detailed much in the... I'm sorry, what? The very last part. Henry, they the, do, the bully. They yeah. Do. They mention it in the next part hmm. when like they're at adults. The end, they yeah. talk about it. Yeah, it's like the, the main bully like took the fall for everything. 
Yeah. So, like, the, but it's a throwaway line of something that should feel scary. Yeah. It, it, it's. It, yeah. They basically, it was like, oh, let me explain this real quick, so you know what happens before we go to when they're. I know that we're two and a half hours in, but I have some more exposition. Okay, go for it. I mean, we went pretty fast. That was technically no, one, number one. That was a that was a, a rag on the movie. Oh, right. <laughs> hour eight of the movie. <laughs> I, I, We've only been here two and a half hours, but I haven't told you everything. Well, no, that was at an hour and a half. I, it's a it's a joke. It doesn't need to be precise. Okay, I'm just letting them know because they're going to get confused. You know, this is only a three-hour movie, by the way. You know, but there you was know, still exposition, yeah. <laughs> but we haven't even talked about the second half yet, so... Yeah. Well, okay, so let's talk about the bits of the first half. The one was the fact that... So you had, as we mentioned, these back-and-forth flashbacks where everybody's just like, yeah, this is my life, I'm an awesome comedian and stuff, you know, this is cool, I'm a super cool architect, woo, I got an award. But also a womanizer, like, yeah. nobody seems like they're having, like, a genuinely good time. Except for Stan. Yeah, except for Stan. <laughs> yeah, like no, uh, the one like, person that's having a, like, morally nice time is the one. Has a happy wife, he's about to bang. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and alas, then we'll get the stand. She's coming up to bring him a beer in the bath. Like, life goals. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. It seems like he slashed his wrist and was just like, ah, uh, shit, I should leave an explanation. <laughs> and then writes it. And like, it was really nice to be with you. Not like clown. Not like anything Spooky. helpful. Yeah. <laughs> not like can't do it. Sorry. <laughs> like, Nothing. Never um, in a thousand years uh, it takes too long. So the girl has an abusive father, and so now she has an abusive partner, who is both her business partner and her romantic partner. Yeah. And oddly yeah. enough, it takes, like, being reminded of it to realize that she's just being abused. The right. whole time, by everyone. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, let's see. The, the comedian who is just like yucks, yucks, chuckle, yucks—the worst comedy ever. I, 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 yeah, I, I enjoyed his terrible comedy, but I was like, he looks a lot like like a little Seth Green, and then it turned out no, he's literally Seth Green. Well, like, the, the little, little Seth, version, little Seth, like little whatever the comedian's name is, was one of my favorite characters. But I'm a big Seth Green fan. Um, but like adult, the comedian was just like, I'm oh, gonna be mean. He's yeah. terrible. Oh yeah, adult him is like the worst. Harry like, Anderson. Adult Harry is just terrible. Well, no, Harry Anderson oh, oh. is uh, Richie is his Richie. is his name. Yeah. Harry yeah, Anderson is the actor. The world's almost horrible comedian. And like, well, I know that. Uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I caught it. It's fine. <laughs> Woof, boy. <laughs> Glad you came on. Uh, came with me on that emotional journey. Yeah, I mean, he's he's done a lot of things. He was primary. He was the uh, main uh, person in the TV show Dave's World between ninety three and ninety seven. The what now? <laughs> was that the one with Dave Coulier? Uh, Dave Barry. Okay. Yeah. Never heard of it. He was a writer. It, it's 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 a forgettable sitcom from the nineties. Sounds about right. Yep. Uh, yep. let's see. Is there anything else? Yes, we said abusive father for Bev. Um. Well, then, like later the and then and then later um what like, yeah there's a, there's so many characters and it's like all all, all oh of them. and like. 
so the successful architect brings it. He's the he's the one who's fat when he was a kid, and like he brings this 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 woman home. And first of all, like she has this amazingly eighties dress with like yes. these oh sleeves god. that are just yes. Oh Man. my god, wash! <laughs> <laughs> like I've seen linebackers with I've slimmer seen, shoulders. I've seen yeah. It seems like Stephen Warhammer forty k with smaller shoulder pads. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Like way to go, lady. Um, and 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 he's all like, I like your body, and she's like, I like your body. <laughs> <laughs> ring ring. Here's a phone call. Right, and then he's like, Do you believe? I to be fat and he just goes on like for like oh, is a that minute the one and a half she's like oh he's so like being a sex machine and like you're wearing suspenders and a bow tie bro no, i don't know no because no, well nowadays that makes you a sex machine mm. no but he's like oh yeah i used to be like a little porker and i'm like dude you sound like you have a a hang-up of, yeah. Like, yeah young you in a way that i was not expecting you to have a hang-up about <laughs> young you like if this is part of your foreplay like you need to see a therapist no, he's just going like <laughs> hey, hey imagine i was a chubby dude like think about me at 14 and let's have sex <laughs> i don't <laughs> sabrina hard, do not it. think about me when i was 14 you are too skinny for me anyways don't worry yeah that's a little rail um tall and though ears to catch the no. wind because they're muscular, at least. Yeah, they're built bulked up. But yeah, there's a lot of characters, and we have to like detail their their dark back, like and like tragic backstories. Yeah. I mean, I just I don't even think those parts are like super important. I mean, we get we went through like the main points, so I think we should just continue to yeah, the next. I- Part. I'm trying to think because it's just like, oh, the overprotective mom. And it's like, but we spent too long detailing the I mean, overprotective I don't, mom. It, and the overprotective mom was stupid. Like, the problem is, like, all of them sort of, one leads to the next, leads to the next, leads to the next. In, in like, a way that's almost satisfying, but they take so long. Yeah. And on top of it, like, and as we learn, it's because the alien is making everyone mean. Like, none of the villains yeah. have any motivation. So it's not like, oh, like you're fighting against this force you're like you're just fighting against somebody who's just needlessly mean and that's not an epic str- like that's not getting yeah. me in the mood for a, a movie it's, about a supernatural evil there's not really a catharsis yeah there, it doesn't there. build any tension because like i don't care also one thing i think that this the, this mini series does is it there's the the saying show it don't say it yeah. i believe it shows it and says it Yes. At, oh at every God. point, yeah. it can. It's just like, here's the spooky thing. Oh God, it's a spooky thing. Yeah, I like, I really, uh. I just, it drives me up the wall when something happens on screen and then they must tell you what just happened in case you didn't understand. Right. Dear audience, I know that you just saw that thing grow up the wall, but let me state for you. Did you see the cat climb up the wall? Uh, Yes, yeah, it's I a just, visual medium. I feel like they showed it so many times in, in the clown Oh, it, yeah, suit. it loses its impact It real does, fast. and in the fact he's not ever really threatening to the kids themselves, which I find weird. Like, instead, he's like, it's like he's taunting them. And I'm like, are you taunting them to make them more scared so you can feed better later? I yeah. mean, if you have them now, why would you what, let them go when, later? Okay, well, Stan was the Jewish kid, right? The, the, like, yeah. The, okay. Yeah. Because they, they, like... In part two, they go back and show his encounter with it. Like, wait, what? You can't, like... Yeah, I don't... Wait, they, like, we're going to show a flashback to part one of a scene that we didn't see in part one. Like, I, oh, by the way, yeah, this thing was... happened in that last movie that you watched. Like, yeah. I know we're two I hours in, but that. we still have some flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah. So. Which, by the way, the, the one that got me, like... And that was the thing. Like, the scene with Richie with the werewolf... Right. Like, it's just like, you have this kid dead to rights in the basement. Like, you could just, just do Wallet. it. Just go. Just go. Well, that's but he's still it. just like, uh-huh, I can do this. Well, Look how like, powerful it, I, I am. I thought for a second, it's like, okay, well, 
it maybe is like he can't actually physically hurt them unless they like basically allow him to like through fear but then he just rips Georgie's arm off so yeah he's like so it's like powers and how he feeds and whatnot is like highly variable yeah, and since I haven't read the book, I have no... I don't even have any background concept of it. 1,400 pages to get to this that's the explosive ending. That's the one thing that's stopping me, because 1,400 pages is long, even for me, and I'm used to reading some long-ass books. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, are we ready for part two? Yes. Yep, as much as, as, much as we can. All right, do. let's fast forward 30 years to 1990. <laughs> to the 90s, but it still looks like the 80s. <laughs> It was a very slippery slope. Uh, Eddie, Eddie uses, in the, in the same scene, uses, like... The 80s didn't end until, like, 1993 anyway. Yeah, I, I love the shot, like, Eddie's talking on his brick cell phone, like, hangs up and immediately pulls out a Palm Pilot, because he's just like, look what I've got. Like, uh, your your <laughs> signal's breaking up. Yeah. yeah. It's like, that, got, that got me real good. Yeah. Also, um, b- adult Bill looks like a World of Darkness character. He looks like every illustration in, like, Vampire. He's like, yes. He's wearing like a like a, a, a over large dress shirt, which is tucked into his slacks and belt, and he's got big glasses and a and like an obnoxious ponytail and cowboy boots. Yes, he looks like he looks like if you if you ever if, if you're a role playing game player and you played like Vampire the Masquerade, he looks like every illustration in every one of those books. <laughs> I was trying to figure out like why. What about this particular nerd archetype is like I uh, like I find so stale, and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm a World of Darkness player. This is exactly. <laughs> I've seen this guy like I've seen this guy looking like Riley and like st- looking at an ancient book, or, like <laughs> like in the corner of one of these. Just just waiting for you, just to ask them about their Malkavian. Like, yeah, they exactly. Just, <laughs> please tell. Or, or he is a Malkavian. And he's like, I'm insane, but I look like a total. But I look like a weird tool. <laughs> yeah. So flash forward to whatever. Thirty years. Thirty years. Oh, they I, all gather. Let's explain what happens. I, I yes. Just, I just one one fling point, which is applicable to everything, but especially part one is Stephen King loves making up his own, like, slang and lingo in his stories. And I, it's, it's super noticeable. I, I wrote down some of them here. Uh, they're like, Mom will have a bird. You bet your fern and scares me green. Well, at least, like, and I don't know if this makes this better or not, but, like, um, whoever introduces uh, the fern one is like, oh, we used to say that when we were kids. Uh, wasn't that Bill talking to that woman that he picked up for the night? Maybe. Like, I don't know. And it was somebody, like, in a totally inappropriate moment. We like, we... We don't care. <laughs> they don't, we don't care. Like, I just, I'm just to. banging you because you won the award. The architecture awards. Yeah, you and know. And also you have a cool yeah, vest. And you got that Al Jolson beard. <laughs> you look like you could fix my radiator. <laughs> <laughs> Can you build me a shed later? <laughs> I just got my I, for chainsaw. I have some plumbing I need you to examine, both metaphorically and not <laughs> metaphorically. Oh my god. All right. Thanks for that. So yep. I wanted to mangle that as much as I could just for you. Let's move forward. Uh, Pennywise is returned and begins murdering children in Derry. Mike, a librarian still living in Derry, summons the six friends back to uh, fulfill their vow. Bill has become a horror novelist married to actress Audra Phillips. Ben is an architect. Beverly is a fashion designer, but in an abusive relationship with Tom Rogan. Richie is a late night TV comedian. Eddie runs a limousine service, but still lives with his mother. Uh And Stan is a real estate broker. I... 
Anything to say about their older selves? Uh, uh, the abusive boyfriend was like ridiculous. I like the kids better than the adults. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're all pretty yeah. terrible. Yeah, the the, um, the 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 living with your mother part was just like just stop. And then, and then his later confession that he was still a virgin. I'm just like, oh, that comes out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So like, the today's closest a, thing, okay. the closest thing they have to set up is a moment where like somebody calls him out. Like, well, I guess maybe we should. Wait. Well, no, I, I mean, like, I love the fact that it is later that Richie just goes like, well, that's great. Why does that matter right now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't. So, okay. Thanks, movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so you feel better when he, spoiler alert, dies. Dies. Like, like five asshole. minutes later. What? Because he uh, died pure? What? From- I don't understand. I'm just joking. Oh, okay. Uh, that was a I, joke. I, I also <laughs> I feel like we're just bypassing. Stephen King also way. like I, how long is it's is it within the last fifteen minutes or twenty minutes that they introduce the they say the word deadlights? Yes, something. That's, just, that's such a Stephen King thing. Like, oh yeah, deadlights. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll just I'll throw this in at the very end. Like, okay, it, we're not going to establish King this. Did not right. write the 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 script for I, the movie. I, I know, but I'm sure it's in the book. I'm sure it's in the book, and it's explained in excruciating detail. But in the movie. It is not dropped like, oh yeah, deadly, big important thing. Here's a new one of the monster's powers, which we kind of hinted at, and we're now going to assign a label to for some odd reason. Is, have they had like their penultimate, uh, yeah, their penultimate showdown with the... Well, they had their first showdown at this point, which was the kids in the smacking it in First, its heads. the clown. Yeah, going, ah, that's my head, right, that's so my noggin. Right, so there's a big showdown in the quarry with the bullies in the first part, or is that... Well, we had, we already passed, yeah, but they right, had that yeah, yeah. showdown where it's just like, we're banding together because they were chasing, chasing the black kid. Right. But like, also, like, how unthrilling is a bunch of kids throwing rocks? Yeah, they, they, they react. There's like- a set of stakes. Like, the, the assertment of stakes in this movie is just wildly confusing to me. I, I, I come into this, the, we, I watched it with a friend of mine and we were both like, he, like, the bully gets, like, they get chased off, he gets literally kicked in the butt. As he gets defeated, it's like, okay, here we go. Rocks do hurt. Oh, yeah, and they throw some big rocks, but, like, it's... Not very hard. (laughs) No. But Uh, it's also, like, this guy has a flippin' knife, and he about murdered some of you several times, and, like, you're gonna stand on top of a big pile of rocks and throw rocks, and that's gonna... That's gonna scare away your uh, supernaturally mean bully is rocks. Like, like his alien overlord is not gonna be able to, like, (laughs) help him out here. Like, it's rocks. It's rocks that's gonna defeat him. He, he rocks was, win in the end. Well, I mean, they believed that the rocks would stop him, and he was stopped. And they believed that a piece of silver would kill him. Yeah, you know what they have? Uh, hey, guys, it's the 1990s. You know what you can get? Guns. You know what you can- <laughs> You're in a small town in Maine. Somebody has a gun. You, you, know, you know what you can cast? Silver bullets. <laughs> you didn't even have to believe in silver bullets. You could have gone in there yeah. going just like- Like, I bet this Glock is going to tear his ass up. <laughs> I'm, and it, it probably would. Yeah. It, I bet I bet if we st- stab him with these sharpened sticks a few dozen times, it will kill again, him. Again, the highly inconsistent and okay, weird plot-dependent power. Let's We're continue moving. with the second part oh, of the yeah. movie. I, I think the one thing that I will say is, uh, I forget which one of them had it, but the one that had the stutter, that was the most annoying thing in the Bill? world. So His stutter all- wasn't even that bad. So he's a vampire. He looks like a vampire, and he also has this annoying stutter. Yeah. And, and like, it's not even, like, he doesn't stutter on the same things. Like, as I had a stutter in high school, that's, I mean, like, other, other people's stutters are different, uh, but, like, that's just not how that works. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's, no, no, it's not good. Yeah, it was, all right. So, 
Let's see. Each see there. So they all became their different things. Uh, while five of them agree to fund, uh, agree to fund Kickstarter. Yay! We're gonna kickstart this new. Do it to our GoFundMe to defeat yes. this. Uh, boy, that would be a whole different thing. That's the, Here's that's our kicks. One, right? Our stretch goals is that only a few of us will yes. die. If every thousand you donate after the first five thousand, someone, one of us will live. Please give us money. Uh, while five of them agree to come, Stan commits suicide in his bathtub and writes it on the wall yeah, he with does blood. That real quick. Uh, the remaining six are individually scared by Pennywise before retur- uh, reuniting for dinner. Although Pennywise oh. tighten, uh, frightens them there too. The lead up that the, the the dinner scene is the like one of the most unnecessary scenes I have yeah. seen. Yeah. What was that? Hey, we're hanging out and it's hey, good to see you. We're bud. eating at a Chinese restaurant in upstate Maine. Things are good. Like, and let's one of them is using this. like a chopstick in each hand at one point. Like, what, what? To grab something off of a plate. Yes, and I I saw, like, yes, we saw that dude just like, oh, white people. <laughs> God, um, white people. Like it—that's <sighs> my feeling with this entire thing. Too. Right, I was like, you know what? Honestly, just cut my mic. You know yeah, that was the best you thing I said all night. All right, all right, here we go. All right, all right. <laughs> bye, Mags. Oh, that didn't work. (laughs) I don't know. I think the best scene happens in the second part, though, where Richie is in the library to ask after Mike, but Mike's not there because he's already with Bill. And then all of a sudden, good time on a bicycle. Like it's it's like it it feels like it should be like soft focus. Like there should be a fisheye lens, but it should smear some Vaseline on the side of the lens. The best part is when Richie is in the library because it's there. And not only does he have balloons float down and pop in people's faces, so like blood sprays everywhere, he's up on the second floor, like cracking the balustrade. Yes, cracking jokes. Has one of those noisemaker things that he's constantly spinning, and Dropping of course balloons everywhere. He's laughing like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Curry, uh, I was going to say, like for for ongoing listeners of this podcast, Tim Curry has that distinct laugh in which. His character from Pirates of Darkwater also does, like, to a T. So when he started doing that, I was like, wait, he also does Conk's laugh in this? Like, Well, wait, uh, and I also realized that we have gone this far before mentioning Tim Curry, which feels like a... I thought that's that's a good, like, macro point. You want to to pull to the fact that he's the only redeemable part of this? Uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Oh, no, no, no. no. I will say, too, I have my, my, my pet hero in this movie. Okay. I was, like, do you want me to go, like... No, 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 we can save those. Um, so, yeah, there's the there's the not-so-scary scene at the Chinese restaurant well, where, I, oh, I, there's an eyeball. Why? They, they know they're going to hallucinate. Why don't they look at these and go, oh, God, Pennywise. Okay, that's another thing that I want to bring up. So, like, its power works through imagination. So the skeptic in the group is the one that dies first? Like, he can't handle his shit because he doesn't believe in it? or he doesn't want to believe in it or I don't know maybe he just blew his mind so much and then having to relive it just like yeah I don't understand like it, it was like I mean even, I understand thank you for joining me on my rant I he's, mean I understand he's a skeptic yeah you're but right but at the same time it's like then you should be the then right, why like, are you so scared yeah that to kill yourself over it yeah it seems like he should be the one that should be able to go in there and then just cold cock this thing right yeah like you're not scaring me because this isn't this doesn't like, well, like I'm not suspending my disbelief long enough to believe in this, so 
uh, give, me, give me the Glock. I believe that will work. <laughs> and then they, they show it. Then they, then then they show that like retcon flashback. Like, oh, he also had an experience in the house like the mummy. And it's like in which he chases it off. Like he demonstrates to himself that you can defeat it yeah. through like, force of will. And then, but the moment he like he hears like Bill, it's back. Like, well, I'm out. Like, it's so bad. Instead of just saying no and not going, he kills himself over it? You could have just said no and not Right, gone. like, he knows the powers bet, don't think... work outside of Derry. Yeah. Like, he could have just been like, yeah, hey, I know I made a promise when I was, like, 12, but, um, I, you know, I've actually, I've been to a therapist, like, I have a good life here, like, I'm not sure that I didn't hallucinate all that. I'm just gonna, you guys have fun with that. Yeah, hang here, you yeah. guys. Like, I didn't go to the high school reunion either. You know, like, right. I don't understand, like, the fact that they just write Stan out, I'm like, well, like, I, I guess if you have somebody who's a skeptic and that's their sort of character trait, how do you deal with a monster whose power is in, in twisting your imagination? Right. You know, by making you believe something, and if you were just somebody who is not teleologically inclined, and you're not good at believing in things, like, shouldn't you be, like, the tank? And, and, <laughs> yeah. and maybe... Front you, man. <laughs> yeah, your yeah. ideological the the front, meat shield. The guy in the front with the gun. <laughs> yes! And maybe, maybe yeah. some, maybe some of that is also like dairy in the weird way that it works because like the fact that, that when they finally convene again to go fight it, they're fighting it with the same shit yeah. from before. Why can't, why can't he be like the Jewish cowboy up front with just like a liver action rifle? Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Like somebody up there has like an M1 left over from the war that they, that they go use to hunt deer now. It's Maine. They hunt, yeah, yeah. they hunt big animals up there. You know, like, I, uh, like, and I can understand using the silver and the slingshot when you're a kid because yeah, it's like, these are the things that we need. And you could even say like, oh, but Derry doesn't want you to. To, to get what you need to take it down. It's like, okay, fine. I'll drive 15 minutes away. Well, especially, it's especially undercut in, in the very end of how they defeat it finally. Like, oh no, they could have just brought guns the entire time. <laughs> so it's like, it, it, like, it really undercuts the kind of like supernatural magical element is of it. Is this the yeah. scene, or like, have we come up to the scene where, um, Stan's head is in the fridge? Uh, more or yeah, well, we're, we're pretty much one. there. Yeah, because the they go one. to the library, they're like, hey, you know, I'm gonna crack that. some wise, yuck, 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 look at my great jokes. Oh, Stan's I, I dead. Really got, I really got ahead on things. Yeah. Uh, and then, ah, uh, more balloons, spooky right, balloons. And then, like, Stan harasses them each in turn, but again, because there are six people, like, it's like, alright, ooh, this, oh, you know what, that is kind of scary, it's your friend's head in a... At, but yuck, Stan. yuck, yuck jokes. Stan, stop talking. Stan. Yeah, if, if his <laughs> head was there and he didn't say anything, it would have been scarier. Right. And then, like, there's also this moment where, like, they're talking to um Eddie. Like, he's talking to him, like, oh, haven't had sex yet. Or what is your sex? Whoa, ho, ho. And I'm like, are you are you trying to, like, insinuate that he's gay and that's his weakness? <laughs> like, yeah. like, you're already shitty to the one woman. Hey, you know, yeah. like, hey, why not? It- it, this, these murderers are one thing, but do not take this guy oh, down a notch. And <laughs> I, I do, Could you please take your blank phobia down yeah. a bit? Like, I do want to just you. rewind one moment back to the restaurant <laughs> where she totally just randomly kisses two of them, yeah, which I'll get back no, to. She greets all of them with like a yeah, mouth kiss. What is go- like? I will get back to. Well, that. yeah, we know. There's a we, thing in the book. We know. Oh, I remember. We know what we're gonna get to. But at that point, being a watcher of the show, I'm like, wait, what's the? F- Why what? are you like weirdly intimate with all these? dudes who you have not seen but i mean like I, right who you haven't seen in 30 years like if y'all 
have just like a poly whatever. And you, ju- and you like just you got out of a breakup. No, but here's like the thing. A real I just breakup. fled your she, abusive relationship. She only kissed three of them on the lips. Only? She kissed, she kissed <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. Richie, okay, she kissed Richie <laughs> on the lips, she kissed um Bill on the lips, and then she gave a really big lip kiss to, wait, no, which one's Bill again? Long haired, like no, no, no. She gave her b- 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 Billy Boy. What? What's the? What was the guy that used to be fat? Same again. Oh, jeez. Uh, John Ritter's character. Uh, that would John be Ritter. Ben. Okay, yeah. Ben. She kissed. Okay, so she kissed Richie, then Ben, then she gave a really big kiss to Bill. Yeah. She only kissed three of them. The rest she just hugged. Okay, but three is three is enough. No, I, I know. Yeah. I understand. It is weird, but I'm just saying she only kissed three of them on the list. Well, okay. and then later she's about to get like he's about to get dream fucked, and it's oh, it's 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 it. And then in like five seconds later they give like another at it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was weird. Yeah. So all right. So back at the library, head in the head in the. <laughs> Refrigerator. Weird, casual, unexplained homophobia. It, actually, can we point also that, like, the, does the librarian have a mini fridge? What's going yes. on here? He does. It For seems. drinks, it just has. It just had like drinks in it. That's I, it. I know. It I just, just like the idea that, like, I, you worked at a library and just like just beer. Well, they probably <laughs> don't have a break. Oh god! Like my favorite library moment though was like when um uh How'd they get into the, the comedian. Yeah, well, he's a librarian. He's Mike got a key. Works at the oh, library. Oh, he's the okay. head librarian. So like yeah, when the comedian is trying to leave a message with like the 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 lady working the front desk yes. while Mike is gone and Pennywise is making all this noise and I'm like you're supposed to be menacing you are like Dennis the Menace levels of menacing yeah. right now yeah. you are just being an irritant by like talking over somebody as they are trying to talk to somebody in a customer service position right like, so he's yes. like he's yelling at I would s- like you to tell Mike that I was here whoop 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 and he's like yelling at her and she's like why the fuck is he yelling like, at and me? his face is covered in blood and you're like this isn't menacing this just feels like a Monty Python yeah I was gonna yeah. say this, are they doing a bit here what's going on and then all of a sudden you know right it's going on in the background and you're like this is like when somebody's yelling, like you were in one room on the phone and somebody's yelling from the other room trying to be like, get you yeah. in trouble with your parents. Like, this is just not menacing anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. <laughs> okay. So head in the fridge. They're, they're there doing the research. Pennywise comes in and. Yes, and yes. then all of a sudden, let's move away from that to suddenly a, a clown in the moon. Down in the moon. Oh, talking let's, to Henry. Oh, I want to say let's that, like de-escalate. Let, that, uh, <laughs> yeah, that okay. was not scary. The, the I know we've actually asylum, spent some time building tension. This the insane asylum. Like I don't know if it was the angle or something, but it just looked like like all of the prisoners were just in beds on either end of a long hall. No, they, they were. were. They were. I think it was supposed but, to look like it was an overcrowded institute. I, like they didn't care. I guess, but that's a that's a cartoon level. Like what? Yeah, no, no, that is, but that is I way think more than over the cuckoo's that nest. Might, that but might. I think that was supposed to look like an overcrowded, underfunded, probably understaffed place. I bet that's what they wanted. That what they were going for. But yeah. that's like not ex- never brought up, not explained, and. He's been charged with, like, a dozen homicides. Like, and of he, children. Of children. He would be, like, a Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Like, he should have been in... Jacket. He like, should have had his own he like, And they have, out. like, the cartoonishly evil um, security guard. But, like, again, because so much of, like, the suffering caused by, like, authority figures or power figures earlier in this movie is just, like, the tension is sucked out of it. The tension yeah. is sucked out of this one, too. And it just, to me oh, at least, managed when, to look cheap. I mean... When the dead kid shows up, you're like... Well, your makeup is ludicrous. Well, and the sad thing is, is that like everything I feel is like, oh, that's so inconsistent can almost always be tossed away with, 
But it's Derry. Why did he hit? Why did but he, they, you know? But that prison wasn't in Derry. That's why I don't understand. They yeah. said that that prison was in a different city. Huh. So I don't understand how it was able to be there at oh, all. Oh, see, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, they said, uh, he's up in that prison inn, and then they named some other town. Yeah, so it's like, well, but then also it, like, well, does he, like, might, I guess he deadlights, uh, what's her name? Oh, yeah, and she was technically out of the city limits. Well, then, like, and then it- Didn't can- she call over the- Phone? No, no, no. Remember. She was in her car. She stops at a gas station asking oh, yeah. where the- da- how to get to Derry. Oh, yeah. So he was like, oh, yeah, you just go over the bridge where the kids used to play. Because that was the city limits, I believe, was the bridge. The barons, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, well, how the fuck so, did like, he get is there? So, like, is a municipally bound whatever yeah, yeah, time? So maybe, maybe he- rezone him? <laughs> maybe it's Derry and the surrounding area of Derry? Uh, I, like I mean, the, I mean, like- or like the, the running water cart. is a is a boundary as it is with other vampires. Oh, maybe, but like it's not explained. It's not plausible. Like you just know that. But he's okay, in the city. Yeah. maybe maybe as long as a sewer system that's attached to Derry, if it reaches it's, another sewer system, he can reach him. it. Again, this oh is all God. like stuff we might know if it was explained in the <laughs> miniseries that are likely in the book. Maybe. Maybe. No. Yeah. no, I, I, no well, I mean, like, we're given these boundaries that are then made nonsensical. Right. Yeah. Right. I just, uh, that, like, and, yeah. Made no, like, that's, many okay. scenes make no sense. So, let's see. Um, so. I do like that song Clown on the Moon by R. Henry. Uh, wow. or let's see. Uh, the, so yeah, we so have. We're at Henry at the mental hospital. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Which, again, is a hallway. Uh, yeah, so Henry's in the hospital. Oh, I'm lying here on my cot. Oh, look, there's Pennywise in the moon. Remember when I had you try and kill them? Well, they're back. Go kill them again. But I'm stuck in here. Well, here's your old friend Belch. Hey, how's it going? Well, I, I, I like also that this, like, this is like undercutting the movie's premise where Pennywise recruits this guy to like murder them because he's like, you can go where I can't. And like, again, there's another thing. And like, why don't you just do that? But you're on the moon. Why don't you just possess an army of maniacs to kill people in this town rather than like... Well, because I don't think he's possessing them. Like he's... Yes. So, okay. So here's my um, uh, pulling out of my ear. So Henry has obviously uh lost it. Like he's 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 no longer as in touch with reality and is in a more suggestible state. He's it's easier for him to believe stuff. Um it is harder for the well no, because this doesn't make sense because they see all sorts of other dumb stuff. But if that weren't true, like the the kids are now the the, the losers club are now adults, they're less susceptible to Pennywise's tricks. But it turns out if you keep watching, they're not because they do all sorts of dumb. Never mind. Maybe it's because of the white hair and the fact he was deadlighted and all then, that like, stuff. Audra? Right, but like, what can he do that Pennywise can't? Like, my yeah. my theory was until I verbalized it and thought all the oh, way through, was stab you in the stomach. No, okay, so okay, I maybe it's just because where did the knife come from? Can can Pennywise like shift physical objects? Okay, here's here's where I got because what he said when he was in the moon was that I can't touch them because they're adults, so I need you to do it. So something about he can't touch adults, but like he did touch Josh Ritter, John Ritter's character. But okay, but here here's the thing: maybe he as that as that manifestation as a clown, he can't touch them. But maybe but once he was making out with one of them. Well, and, but and it he, was in his head. I don't think it was. He brings the guy, the bully, the knife too. He's like, "Here's the knife." Like, oh, okay. Like, how did he do that? Okay, yeah, that doesn't make sense. But basically, that's what he said, though. It's like I can't touch them because they're too old now. But, so but, I need you to. That's what he said. But he, so, like, also, he can't eat them now. Like, no, 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 no. It's not that he can't eat them. It's that he can't touch them. Okay, when he is the clown. I don't think he, 
that's his real form. Because when you see his final form, it's a giant uh, spider-looking Torin thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. so I think he can touch them when he's that form. His spider Tarosi. But as the clown, because I don't think the clown's a physical form, he can't touch them because they're adults. He can only touch kids when he's in that form. <laughs> oh God, phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. so I, I think that's what they were going for, but yes, there is inconsistencies yeah. that. But, but the that longer makes you that... follow that, the like the worse, like the like it, the more holes it has. And I'm okay. not usually like a. Oh, I found a plot hole. Therefore, everything no, I understand. Is irrelevant. I, I believe. Like, I, I agree. Just, there well, are that holes. Was, that was the. Very, the like, yeah, that was where I was going with it. But like the, immediately, oh, you find. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, the very next scene, like though the clown becomes a dog and eats, eats the guy. Well, because the guy was afraid of dogs. I uh, so, but, but he he's can't an adult. Affect, yeah, he's an adult. And he's uh, he's just some sh- like sh- like schmuck. Maybe he somehow m- brought a d- angry dog. Maybe he brought Cujo in from a- the other Stephen King movie. I don't know. <laughs> so, All right, good. King, sure Did you know a- it was the same dog though from Cujo? It was uh, maybe oh. not the same dog, but it was the same, same breed. breed. I like Stephen King, like page nine hundred of the book. He's like, oh, fuck, oh, <laughs> look, from Cujo. Oh, <laughs> okay, you know what? Bitches people, love dogs. I got another okay, five hundred pages of this thing. Here, here was another thing that, uh, that I kind of was adding on to that thing. We were talking about how they couldn't do any, how he couldn't do anything to them, but totally puts Audra in the deadlights and then just wraps her up. So. But that's I, what I'm saying. There are inconsistencies yeah, with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to vote that scene is the most like, most, most like what the fuck. Okay. Like, this For, like is we're out sense. of ideas. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I wonder what it looks like in the book. I'm not, I don't know. So. Like, like I said, I was just basing what it was off of what he told Henry when he was still inside you the prison. You always believe okay. evil ghosts. So then comes like moon clowns. He's yeah, not a ghost. Do you always believe every moon I didn't say I believed it. I'm just saying <laughs> that was my basis of what I think it means uh, based on what he said. Uh, I didn't say it was correct. Now, next comes up for the best laid, worst executed plan ever, Ugh. which is we're all back at the hotel. We're going to leave our doors open. We're obviously paying attention to each other and making sure nothing happens. So... Let's all go into our rooms, and one of us will not get stabbed, and all of us just stick around. Yeah, yeah that, that, that was... entire scene was, like, clumsy. It, it just like, felt I... so, like, and I'm in my own little world. Like, you know. <laughs> Which is always, you, you could just say, oh, it's just dairy again. Dairy's powers. Just... Right, but at that point, like, if, if, if you have to spackle everything, you don't have actual wall. I know, but the point of them yeah. all going up You're there together was cave. so they wouldn't be separated, and then they separated themselves by going to different rooms. Yeah, why didn't you order, like, a big suite and just, like, you know what, just chill out for the night? That guys. was just them being stupid, though. Have another... That happens in every together. scary movie, though. We're like, oh, you shouldn't split up, but then everyone always splits up. Yeah. And when I'm just brushing his teeth, and, you know, it's just... Another it was... one's making out with fake, you know, what's-her-face... Yeah, so at a point, um, uh, not Bill, Ben. Ben writes a, a goofy little love poem to the one girl, um, uh, when he's a child and nearly gets her beat by her dad, uh, who's like weirdly sexually fixated with her. Um, but that's women and Steven in this movie anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so like, 
uh, you like it looks like she's coming over to Ben's room and like, hey, I know you wrote that poem. Um, I've let's, always known. Uh, let's let's uh, go. Yeah, let's 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 just jump it. Right? I don't know. Like, I'm not very good with these kind of metaphors. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my euphemism bucket is empty. Um, Which is why the come on she used too. Right. <laughs> now, that was a jerk. My, my bucket. Is, she's just like my bucket is empty. <laughs> ben, only you can fill my bucket. <laughs> oh boy. You know, uh, yeah. So when he's all like, uh, "Why didn't you?" and she's like, "I, I, I, I did. I didn't. I always knew, but I, I couldn't be with you till ready. I was ready, and I think I'm ready now." And like, they just this weird, bucket. awkward kiss, and then that it turns out that's Pennywise. And I'm like, "Why didn't you just eat, eat him?" But I guess he can't. He can't touch these adults for some reason. But he can kiss them. He can <laughs> kiss them and murder other people. Well, and the, also the great thing is, is that if he would have, you know not have decided to be a jerk right then like the other guy would have been dead like if he just would have like you know i'm just gonna lay back 10 minutes you know henry will take care of what he needs with one of them just in some regular taunting or asked them some riddles or just like killed a little bit of time like uh mark would have died it would have been fine from his perspective. It would have been fine. I love that. It would have been fine. He would have been murdered. Like, at this point, I'm just on the clown side to the movie. Can be over faster? Yeah, no, at this point, like, I, I was just like, <sighs> Like, these people are dumb. And I just, yeah. like, I still keep thinking about that scene where Mark and Billy play on this old bicycle that for some reason Mark kept. And, like, they have bicycle brand cards, playing cards to put in the spoke wheels. And I'm just like this. I, this this movie attempts to force a lot of like Sandlot esque nostalgia, like fifties kid nostalgia down your throat, but it is like not endearing or interesting. It is not, and you're like, you are forty year old men here to save the town from an yeah, evil do your clown. Jobs. Like it is. This is not the time to play with bison. Uh, whatever. Fine. Fine. Whatever. Um, just, okay. So. Uh, so yeah. Now it's time. All right. We're done with this. It's time to confront it. So. Uh, Remember, Mike ends up in the hospital because Henry stabs him. Yeah, and, and then the, they and, and then, then they how kill, did he stab himself? Then they kill no, because what's his face took the knife and stabbed. Oh, he him. turned around. Okay, yeah. yes. Uh, which we should also mention that at that time, Bev and what's his name actually do have their heart to heart. Right, like hot second after, so you don't even have yes. time for like narrative yeah. tension to build. He's like, oh god, uh, you're not actually Bev, and then like turns out Bev's like, no, but I am Bev. Yeah, right. and then the actual Beth comes in and plays the scene over. And then he's just like, but now I'm confused because I kissed you, but you were Pennywise. What? Um, and then I'm he just L. kisses her and like, there's no <laughs> like test. There's no like make her touch the silver. There's no, there's no anything. He just believes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're hot. And then it's been a few seconds. So, uh, now, now it's time to go confront. I have Pennywise. this unrequited love. And I've been trying to quench it with the love of other women and I've never grown past this one slight. Uh, Even though it's been 30 fucking years. It's been 30 years! Alright, well, it's time to go back down into the sewers to try and find, to try and kill it with the same weapons we had I, before. I, how, how, how does We haven't raised the stakes on this at it all. It obviously didn't work the first time, but let's go for I it. I was so disappointed, like, the, the, the boat shows up, like, okay, okay, they're gonna open it, because it's made of newspaper, and Pennywise is gonna talk, like, no, we're just gonna, like, kind of blue screen him on the wall. That was like like in a like in a For movie. For the second time. Yeah, it, that was like not like. like it's like you already used that trick once and it didn't work. Why would you use it again? You should but, know I mean, he better. Could just go to space. Yes, space. I can't. Do, All right, do it better. So let's see. They um they go down into the hole. They find they find the whole place where they had had the confrontation before, and it's like, oh hey look, it's it's. 
Georgie again. Would go in like, oh, and like George is so heavy-handed. He's like, Billy, you're the reason that I'm dead. I'm like, you're just done with subtlety, like, yeah, yeah, all right. And Bill totally buys it for a while, dude. Like that's what bothered me the most. Not even that, like, uh, the the flipping alien is like, oh, I guess you're close to my lair. Let me work, uh, bust out my worst tricks. But that Billy falls for it. Billy's had thirty years to get his shit. I mean. Like, I know he hasn't actually had 30 years because they forgot as soon as they left. But you would think, like, as soon as he learned that, like, this, that, like, uh, like, you would think they had some time to process this and this wouldn't be the same weakness that it was before. Well, just like we've established, we're here, like, you we've can't established believe anything it, you see, especially when it's, like, super convenient. Well, plus, there are remember, so many reasons for Billy not to fall for this trick, and yet he does. Well, right. Plus, remember that he forgot that Billy was murdered by it before yeah. he had to go yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, but, like, before he left Derry, they knew about yeah. it. So, yeah. like, they knew about, like, that it wasn't Billy's fault. This is a so thing. then, this and is then they thing. come back, and he starts to remember, and they learn more about the creature and how it operates. So he should also, in the present mind, have had a second chance to sort of grapple with these feelings. And and then also, it's just so incredibly blatant. Right. And as Eric pointed out, they are in the mindset that they cannot trust their senses. Mm-hmm. So, like, there are three reasons right there why this should not be effective and we should not I- waste time <sighs> slowing down this encounter and destroying any tension. Yeah, and it's, again, like, for, like, movie maker, for future movie makers who are listening to this podcast, uh, don't don't do, like, what this movie does and certain Prometheuses in which, like, characters who are otherwise logical make, like completely boneheaded and totally irrational decisions for no conceivable reason. Yeah, and... It's really, really frustrating as an audience member. It takes you right out of the movie, and it makes you want to, like... It wants to take those rocks and throw them at the author. Yeah, like, if, if that scene had happened the first time they confronted Pennywise, like, I felt that would have had way more, like, emotional impact, way more narrative impact. Right. He's younger, he's freshly vulnerable, like, this is something brand new and terrifying, but they understand it a lot better the second time. Like, they've had time to, like... Uh, they've had more recent wounds. Like Billy's death is like obviously always going. To, I mean, not Billy. Uh, George's death will always haunt Billy, or haunt Billy. But like at this point, like they have seen so much, like they should be prepared. And like this, just completely like broadside. Yeah, uh, yeah God, it was just so like it. This movie compounds bad writing decisions upon each other as it as it keeps going along. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. So then they they oh the boat comes and I take the boat and I push it the other way and lo look there's a door that's here let's go through yeah, the door. Is, there's a weird like mysterious like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs door. Yeah, and then we get to the door and we're just like oh no what's on the other side it's I'm like, a oh. virgin that we know what I don't. Ke- Go stop it. We're opening the door. It's not important right now. And spoiler alert, it's not. Yeah, it's a really badly animated spider. It's And then they just kick it to death. It's a poor it's a poor John Carpenter monster. <laughs> and it yeah, the, what like how I was furious and like let's they're basically <laughs> just like Let's get him, and they they go get him, and that's it. <laughs> that yeah. wa- it wasn't just that. Yeah, they they pop him once in the face with the silver, and it goes. Well, ping. like he grabs Eddie, and he's like, ah, ah, and the spider's just like, Mah. and somehow that kills Eddie. Yeah, he's like mysteriously dies, and the spider just kind of stands there, and they're all like, ah, ah. He's like, oh, this is like, this oh, and is they like do the thing gut- with the battery acid again. Yeah, he tried to do the battery acid thing again. It didn't work, and he picked Eddie up. And then finally he lets him go after... And he just dies. 
Yeah, and he dies, and it's like, why the, and the fuck spider did goes you like, die from? And the spider just kind of like lumbers away. And well, no, like, no, no. Bev shoots the silver thing into the deadlights, which causes it to it fall. Causes a badly green screened oh, explosion. Was the worst yeah. Special oh yeah, it just looked movie. like an explosion inside. <laughs> oh god. Okay, wait, wait, hold on. We need to talk about Eddie dying again because there's a moment where he goes back to the pharmacy and we have a flashback again another flashback right. here it is the third act you're nearly done and stop you want to <laughs> stop um, and like he God. goes and the pharmacy tells him or the pharmacist uh, the old pharmacist in his flashback tells young Eddie that he doesn't actually have asthma and that the only thing he's been getting is like water vapor with camphor in it yeah so like placebo yeah right like this placebo so like obviously it's one thing like thematically like oh the power of belief but also like hey believe in yourself like eddie you're not actually a like you're not actually that sick like you should be able to be strong and then they immediately undercut that by killing him by like a giant spider picking yes. him up once right <laughs> like, I was like, great they're gonna show power- that he's not as nope yeah. No, you're just gonna yeah. throw that bone out there and then We're, just let it fall. Yeah, yeah. That I, I was like, there could have been some real character growth there, but they just totally nope. killed Gotta it. Die. And then just they just go and they just like right it's and a like giant also like they armored stand in a monster and they yeah, just, they just like, thug rip, it. They just yeah, they just like rip it. <laughs> I like guts how yeah. like they stand still in sort of like a party formation, and then like Eddie comes up and he's like it's better acid, and I'm like like this is he's casting a spell. Yeah, yeah. Like where's your idol animations? <laughs> Like, like it felt uh, very JRPG. Like I'm playing Boulder's Gate too. Like, uh, just play here. Uh, buff this uh, move over here. Haste over here. Yeah, and then they just kick it to death. Not even particularly vigorously. Yeah, just kind but of they, like shove and, at it and off screen. By yes. the way. No, so, like they didn't even well, fill the, like a plastic tube with like the green, heart. Uh, uh, like they didn't even borrow some slime from Nickelodeon. Yeah, like, not even a like a like a the squib pack to be seen. No icker to be had nothing satisfying they just sort of like lackluster like i understand they're in their 40s and they're we, a little tired it's been we, a really stressful day we but like could you put some our, more enthusiasm in like curb stomping this bug we right. used all our special effects on that badass explosion inside of its abdomen I don't, which i don't understand why that didn't just kill it why like okay now we need to show the characters like ripping it apart with their bare hands I somehow isn't know. it like a giant armored monster like how are you just ripping its organs out and like also do you really want to be plunging your arms into like the body of this alien insect like who knows what it's made like are there caustic things inside like will it be able to more uh easily influence you psychically if you're like there's so much like it's just wow what's the point of all this is uh, it like district nine I will think, you become it yeah i think they were just so Become mad. South hey, I haven't <laughs> seen that. Yes, they, they, they came across like Spoiler. super, they came across like super mad when they went after him. They were just like, ah, he's moving slow. Guess we might as get well. Let's right, like, I feel like for a group of human beings to like just curb stomp a sentient thing to death, like they would have to be a little bit more impassioned about uh, well, it. Well, I mean, I would certainly want the thing dead at this point, but. Sure, but like. Instinct, I'm gonna go rip its. They look like they're afraid out. they're gonna put their backs out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, hold on. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help, but like, I didn't re- yeah, lift, bring the right boots, and I'm afraid that like my trick knee is gonna act up. Lift with your legs, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. So, um, show, like, the bizarre, dumb bicycle riding sequence. <laughs> I, hate, I hated the ending to this show. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. remove the comatose Audrey and, or Audra and, and Eddie's body from the sewers and bury them in the cinema- cemetery. 
Uh, let's see. See, they don't talk about burying him. Yeah. The losers go their separate ways, free from the tormentor forever. Richie is cast in a film. Beverly and Ben get married or are expecting their first child. Mike recovers. Bill manages to coast Audra out of her catatonic state by going on a ride on his childhood motorcycle. Which no, it's once, a bicycle. Which? Bicycle. Yeah. It's bicycle. a bicycle. bicycle. Get it right. I ho silver <laughs> away! Yeah. Like, uh, literally, he says that and then rides his bicycle down a hill with like uh, a nearly comatose woman on like sitting Bridge side traffic. saddle like in the middle of town traffic, traffic. <laughs> yeah uh, which had uh, once freed a young stan from his fear with it gone the losers can move on with their lives and leave dairy behind and forget everything happened again yeah. right and and so like mark is sitting there like with his composition notebook his black and white speckled composition notebook uh, talking I'm about how he <laughs> I've been telling you this story the whole time, and I can only remember it with the help of this book. Uh, but so, like, does Billy remember? Like, is Billy's memory also? Is it only because you were stabbed by the... Like, it leaves me with so many more questions, and it's so unsatisfying. It's, no, it's not good. It's just, like, such a piddly little ending, and things, like, just ran out. And it's like, guys, can you just get another cup of coffee? Like, take a nap? Like, film the last thing again with, I don't know, some feelings? Like, just... I. I uh, One yeah. more time with feeling. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that brings us to the end of it. Um, Sabrina, your feelings after seeing it again? Uh, like I said, it wasn't as scary as I remember it being. Um, I mean, I can still see why it would have scared me as a kid. Yeah, I get that. But it, like I said, I was mostly just entertained with all of Tim Curry's scenes because I think Tim Curry is an amazing actor yeah, and I've loved everything that he's been chewing in. Chewing the scenery. Yeah, yeah. as we oh, can say, beautiful. this was this was good Tim Curry. Yes. Right? Tim Curry. They, yes, they, they allowed Tim Curry to follow his dream and go to space. <laughs> Where, yeah, the last place uninterrupted by capitalism. <laughs> but not by clowns. No. Yeah, he uh it's 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 a good Tim Curry. He is the best actor in the entire like by far. In, in that. Uh, though you were mentioning some oh, someone yeah, else. Yeah my my bro in this movie so, an actor by the name of Russell Roberts, he's, like, the character that Audra, like, him, Bill and Audra are joking about, like, this mutual friend, Greco, and he, Bill's kind of making some jabs at him, and then she talks to him later. He's, like, this kind of weird-looking guy with a it ponytail. It feels like they're sort of having an affair? Sort of, but then not really. Okay, so that actor is also in a, another Saturday Friends Club movie, Ernest Rides Again. Ugh. He is <laughs> the, he's the leader of, like, the British MI5, like, special agents. Oh my god. I saw it like, hey, is that that guy? Like, no. Yeah, it's that guy. And then I made an even more shocking discovery in which this, uh, this Russell Roberts is on, a, has had several, uh, two minor roles on a show that we we're all familiar with. He is also a pony. Wow. I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand he's, what you're talking yeah, about. I, I don't know either. I don't, know I don't think I he's said. a horse. He didn't look like a horse in the movie. No, Maybe that's why really. their special effects budget got blown. No, he, he, he plays a like <laughs> bit character in a season seven episode and then in a season six episode. So I'm like, Nita. how is this guy threading all of our, like, all of our things in this podcast? <laughs> it's, it's magic. So I saw him and I'm like, Tim Curry and Russell Roberts, you guys made this, you guys made me not want to like totally hate myself for watching this. Uh, yeah, it's, it man. I, so I, like my one. Uh, well, no. I, there are two. I notes. give. I give this a moderate to strong thumbs down. Do not recommend. Uh yeah. Go for it, Mags. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, so I have two notes. One of which is the Eater of Worlds <laughs> End of Children. <laughs> can you read either of them? <laughs> I can read both okay, of them. Good. That is the first one, and then right below that, and this is in in reference, obviously, that to that line. But I feel like 
encapsulates encapsulates the movie in a way that I had not expected at whatever hour of seventeen that was. Um, <laughs> hour why start big and finish small? Why? Because that's Stephen King. Because that is one of the things that Stephen King has criticized the most is that he sets these very interesting stories that just seem to hobble across the finish line. Right. Regardless. Like, that's the number one criticism I constantly hear. Inverted pyramid. Well, the one thing I I have to add is the, is the details. So there, from the book, and this, this was about the kissing scene that I mentioned before. Um, There's one this, part. This is this is a genuinely like wait what? Well, like, yeah. Boomerang for this movie because that was such an odd part for me. Right. I know, but it was in the book, not in the movie. It was in right. the book. But now we're gonna right, dip but, into but, the book. Yeah, we they, take a but, dip into the book and like, oh but, my god. But it was one of those things where I was wondering, like, why is she just randomly kissing these guys? It has nothing to do with that, though. Do you I want me think- not to say it? I just don't think it has anything to do with it because it's n- it's okay. not even mentioned in, in the, the book. Show. There, I will just say it like this: Spoiler in the alert. book, there is a gangbang between the kids, which is meant as a moment of unity for for them. Right, and, and okay, two they don't fourteen, and the rest of them are twelve. They and don't okay. They girl. don't specifically say it's a gangbang. They just say that Bev has sex with all the boys in in secession. Succession. I know that Success. you're from the south. Okay. <laughs> Okay, but I'm just saying that's that's what I had, and pretty much people who read it, and pretty much everybody in the Stephen King like verse message what boards, everything, fuck? are all like, yeah, that's a really weird part of the book, and it's like at the very end, right? So yeah, so the boys all get to have like their superpowers about what they bring: knowledge and imagination and cheer. And Dev gets to bring a receptacle? Well, she gets to shoot a slingshot and be the person... Oh, yeah, that's true. Never mind. She has a dead eye. Yeah, she has She has the slingshot. (laughs) I have no more criticism about this scene. But also... That criticism. But also one of of the things that she brings to the team is the fact that they are brought together. A a, a community, like, just a warm, fuzzy circle jerk? Yeah. That still doesn't make it any better. I hope Stephen King was on, like, a bender and, like, wrote that, and then, like, the only reason was like, oh, did I write, oh, man, I already sent it to the publisher. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) And they don't return, they just print everything I say. They only read the first 300 pages, it'll be fine. (laughs) I gotta go direct maximum or drive. Oh, spooky cars. <laughs> oh, Hold on, I had an idea about a truck. Gas. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Stephen I mean, like, King's this has it? some interesting moments. Like, the thing, one of the things I think I still find scary even today is uh, the one scene where uh, Eddie is in the bathroom, made, made to take a shower. The goofy, long-handled shower things <laughs> are goofy, but, like, Pennywise coming out of the drain, that was sort of one of the things that I was afraid of as a little kid. Ooh, yeah. Uh, even, even like, the weird claim, it became claymation for a second. Yeah, just for a hot second, and it felt very silly, but also, like, oh, hey, oh, buddy. Yeah. And Bev, when she was younger, the blood coming out of the sink. I, I actually thought like the, the balloon coming out of the sink and then exploding to blood. Like, okay, that was. I thought that was an effective shot. Right, and it was one that's of the so few unexpected. cases in which case, like, the balloons added a thing to a scene. Yes, like, than just whereas all all the rest of yeah, the time, it's silly. like there's a balloon going down the road and the world's sl- slowest truck honking at I, me. I like when Ben was in and the not car, just going around. I like when Ben was in the car and like there's a balloon in the car with him and it like rotates and it says like. Like, you know, get out now or something. And it's just, it's completely, it's just like, that's just like standard impact font. It's like, yeah. I'm glad you printed a macro on a balloon. I saw that. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. 
Okay, well, final thoughts? Uh, eh. Yeah, I kept, I'm I'm looking forward to the new movie because it's probably going to be better. Uh, I guess I kept hearing I, I've always heard this as like oh that's that real scary it and then like I've watched right it, like, like this has been like the bane of like this has been the bane of like nah, not the bane of my childhood but like but this is something I've been like yeah I'm never gonna watch that that sounds terrifying and I don't like to be scared and here you go and you was, conquered your fear <laughs> I watched this in a dark garage like with like a tiny little light I was like oh man I'm gonna get scared no no I'm not gonna well, get scared. Like I said, back then, yeah. as a kid, yes, probably would have been scary. Yeah. But as adults, after how long ago was this movie was this released? Nineteen ninety. So you're so, looking at twenty seven years. Yeah. So now that we're older, yeah. No, I it, mean, like it, I realize yeah. that that time. I don't think it's aged very well, and I don't no. think like it's very scary as an ad- like an adult with our sensibilities regarding like special effects and like yes. timing and stuff, right? Oh um, boy, do they, do they, is their special effects budget thin? Yep. So. All right, Stephen King's It. We have done it. It Fart. is over. It Fart. is done. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining well, us like for angry. it. <laughs> On this spooky or not so spooky journey. You know, if there's anything you can no, take. No, we just keep ending these episodes with things that happen to children. Yeah, well, yeah like this is a weird confluence of episodes. Yeah. Well, well, at least these were fictional children. Yeah, the next one, Unsolved Mysteries, involves <laughs> actual kids. <laughs> I can't oh. do it. I don't know if it's really no, no, children. Who. Yeah, it's Doctor Who. Totally different. I don't know why I went to that. Uh, but yes, Unsolved Mysteries, which is my pick. We are going through spooky January, whatever we want to call this. Between murders. Between Halloween or something. Halloween. Halloween, there you go. Valpurgis not. Uh, but yeah, we will be doing that next. Uh, that's going to be a fun one. Um, and yeah, so we'll talk about the episodes for that, uh, that you can check out. Uh, but thank you very much for listening. We love every single one of you that decides to listen in on this. Sitting through angry ranting about how about it. <laughs> about it. Um, if you, uh, like us, you can find over on Twitter at Sat Friends Club. Uh, we also have satfriendsclub.com where you can go and find all the episodes and stuff here. We do have the Patreon, which is, uh, at patreon.com slash. Give us your money or we will attack you with haunted clowns. And there's also free freebies and stuff up there like uh discord groups and free uh like the uh pre-show discussions and stuff that yeah. are going up there so you, there is uh some fun content for Do- you donate to patreon join a discord group post your biker mice from mars fan art <laughs> oh no no give us your sonics <laughs> no the sonics Josh's are... voice says no the sonic his face says but his yes body, <laughs> but his body says yes you can post me the sonics um <laughs> Uh, all right, that's going to take care of us for this Saturday Friends Club. We will catch you next time for more Saturday Friends Club. We will. Till then, sleep well, everyone. Ha <laughs> ha!